You're listening to Cards to the Moon, a podcast about trading cards from both a collector and investor perspective. We hope you'll stick around for the ride as we take a deep dive into the state of the hobby, share some hot takes, hopefully some useful advice and fun stories along the way. Hey guys, welcome back to the Cards to the Moon podcast. This is the Friday episode we put on every other week. I'm Clark from Five Card Guys on Instagram, and with me co-hosting is Hyung of Integrity Sports Cards and John, who is Trade You at Recess. So guys, off the top, let's talk about the Grail card in this year's Panini Flawless Basketball set, which of course is the LeBron James Triple Logo Man one of one card. I don't want to really get into the hysterics of how it was backyard breaks (laughs) that pulled the card. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just read the comments on the golden Instagram post of that triple logo man being found. Let's just say backyard breaks is a very polarizing breaker in the hobby. (laughs) But, um, but what I'm more curious about is how much do you think this card is worth? Yeah, and then you could talk about backyard breaks if you want, but I'm throwing it out to you guys. I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on on backyard break because <laughs> okay. you, you guys can make your own conclusions on that. Sure. But it is funny. I will mention that um, you get comments like a, a god does not exist. Their karma does not <laughs> <Yeah>. exist. <laughs> the hobby is wild. And and on top of that, uh, this was a, a promotion held by whatnot, right? Right. So it was, uh, it was actually, and they, they did something like a Lambo giveaway to all these famous influencers or breakers. You guys got it. Mm-hmm. If, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. But there's videos right. on it where, uh, if the breaker pulls, uh, a one of the, the one of one logo men, the breaker gets a Lambo. Ugh, okay. Wow. Yeah. And so, so backyards <laughs> gets a Lambo on top of that. So that I'll leave it at that. It's just fits Rich the picture. <laughs> I, don't, I was going to say something else, but um. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think it's, what do you think it's worth? I Man, think, I, like, well, everybody's saying three to six minimum, like three million, uh, like wow. it, three million plus. And then people are saying as high as six million. And that would, automatically be the highest non-auto uh sale um, yeah, yeah record-breaking sale right so i personally think it's an ugly card like if you see it it's like yeah it, it's not that eye appealing to be honest i mean the concept is cool where you have the actual logo men of the jersey uh of each team mm-hmm. so they cut out the back so i guess there is only one technically or there are probably many but they just say that it's uh one of each right so I see the like I, I guess the the hype of it, but then there's questions. Well, what are they going to do like in the future? Is there going to be another triple logo man? Or, you know, right. you know what I mean. So that's the only, uh, or I guess there's a, and what happens to like cases? Pe- case people who have uh, cases are they, you know, holding boxes now that the logo man is pulled? What value is there left in those those flawless boxes? Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's a good question. Yeah, I, I man, I don't. Three to six million. I think that's ridiculous. You know, it's a lot. Um, I was more thinking five hundred thousand to a million would probably make sense. Even less than that. I mean, the combination of LeBron not making the playoffs, you know, his his immediate legendary status kind of taking a bit of a hit, and then combining that with this whole like 
you know, backyard breaks fiasco. You know, we talk about marketing that that like everybody has been looking for this moment, right? This was a huge lead up to a climax. Who's going to find the triple logo, man? It was like the big thing in the hobby. And then it was, you know, you know, funny enough, it kind of was like anticlimactic, right? And I think that's really going to affect the marketing of that card. Like, I think people, the influencers are still pumping it up. Oh, it's going to be three to six million. But really, you know, if I was wanting to spend that much money, like if, like say, for for example, if we were Drake, like, I think, you know, that moment has kind of passed for me. It doesn't feel that moment wasn't that special. It wasn't nothing crazy. And to be honest, I'd probably be like, "Ah, that's cool. But, you know, on to better things, you know? So yeah, I don't know. Like the combining of the the negative effects of the marketing behind this, uh, LeBron's performance, him not being in the playoffs, him not adding to his legendary status. I think all of that is really going to affect the price. And I'd be shocked if it's sold in the three to six million that so many people are saying. Um, you know, I'd, I'd be more. I'd, I'd think more like in the million dollar million dollar range, if not even less. But Again, yeah. What do I know? I know nothing. I, about I, I, on, I think they actually. Somebody said they they have offers of three million already. Already, so, that's see, yeah. That's so that's like, I, I don't know if that's true or not. But even wow. all the like the articles are highlighting three million plus, and then right. you know, and who knows? Like, who, uh, I I doubt like you know people like Drake will be you know a purchaser but you're playing in that game again right like you right. got to re- realize like that could be an opportunity to somebody a three million dollar could be a bargain you know sure. uh, three million and then they flip it for seven if they have the right clientele or they believe that you know that card has legs then you know people people say you're a moron i see i read the comments you're a moron if you if you <laughs> spend three million dollars on this card but then he's the moron laughing at the bank flipping it for you know two million you know that's what that's that's what everybody said about super dave right yeah um or vegas dave super dave super, super dave, dave. <laughs> <laughs> Showing your school, age, but, man. Yeah, Ve- Ve- Vegas Dave. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what they're saying with Vegas Dave and 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 his uh, red refractor of uh, of the trout, right? So that's true. I mean, it's 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 always perspective, right? It all depends on what perspective you're looking at. If you're looking at it from you know, uh, I guess quote unquote poor man's lens, you know, that's insane. <laughs> it just doesn't equate to logic, right? right? But when you're playing in that game, their logic is. Uh, creating opportunity, uh, ha- telling stories—you know—it's totally different. They're it, the 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 end game isn't the same, is what I'm saying. So, right. um, in hindsight, yeah, it's—I don't know—it's just it, it is crazy, three six million. But I could see someone actually bidding that high for it. Right. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. If, you, Go if ahead. I think if you were very socially aware, though. If I'm spending, if I have money bags and I'm Drake and I'm spending three million, you know, it's gonna get out that Drake was who Drake was the one that bought it. Anyone who buys this card, I feel like is gonna get clowned by the internet. Like, you know, this is it's just one of those moments where the climax ended up being kind of like a clown moment. So whoever buys it is kind of like the clown that's taking on this card. I'm just saying that, like, this is my own opinion. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if if I was Moneybags and I was wanting this card big time and I was all up in the chase and it was the biggest thing in the hobby and then for that moment to go down the way it did, 
I, for me, I would be completely turned off. I would be like, no, I'm not going to be the clown that buys this card and everybody in the hobby knows that <laughs> I'm the one that bought it off of whoever, you know, whoever got it off of backyard breaks, like whoever, whoever was the breaker. I mean, the right. recipient of the card. Um, I don't know. I, if I had that, all that money, like I'm not, for me, I am not touching this card. <laughs> <laughs> They're just so, yeah. it's just so closely related to like memeing and internet and all that stuff. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I think three to 5 million or three to 6 million is pretty outrageous, but will it surprise me if someone pays that? Not really. Yeah. And, right. uh, you know, like we have a very poor record on guessing, um, high, super high, high end, end cards, yeah, yeah, you know? totally. like super super high end cards. We're like, okay, we're a little bit, we're off by a million, or yeah, or think you know something like that. But I just, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you, John. I think there's just was way too much hype um, going into this. Like the the hype was all about finding the card, sure. and now that it's been found, you know, yeah, I, like what does it mean like, now, right? Right, it's all about the chase, and now that it's been found, like I think, you know, if it does sell for three to six million, I just find it hard to see it sustain those values. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like I just think, I just think it's at the very best, it's just going to maintain that value. I don't think anyone would want to pay sure more than that. Right. Um, from the initial buyer. Don't so, get me wrong. I I absolutely think it's insane. Like yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. auto. There's nothing special about the card. It's just, you know, like it's just jerseys, like laundry tags again. You're talking, <laughs> right. you know, like it's not an yeah. RPA. It's not anything like I'd rather have it exquisite and then, you know, buy a bunch more. Right. Like that's yeah. the logic. Right. But 100%. It, it only takes two people to think that, you know, hey. I, I see value in this and I, there's going to be a lot more because we're not even talking about, you know, overseas money, you know, uh, in right. the Asia countries that we're talking, people will just buy it to buy it. Like, um, I think there's going to be a, a lot of people actually interested in it and maybe shine people like shine who, sure. um, who yeah. are, I guess, iconic in this hobby He's, and yeah. it, it being um you know iconic itself it's like kind of like a grail card to kind of have if you're kind of like the the big baller in in this industry yeah. right it could so. be like the ultimate flex right yeah yeah definitely i yeah I, I i'm with you guys like i wouldn't if i had the money but that that's the thing it's like we wouldn't be thinking like this either <laughs> so i can't say if i had the money if i had the, the money then things would be a lot different i probably would buy it <laughs> so yeah yeah totally totally agree uh it'll be interesting to see what happens so we'll uh keep our eyes and ears open it's a yeah by the way it's a yellow lambo oh wow okay <laughs> So so they get the yellow Lambo. They, they get yeah, they get the yellow Lambo. Incredible. That's all I gotta say. Incredible. <laughs> you can't we'll make say. it up. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> all right. Uh before we go on to our discussion of the day, you guys just completed a trade yourselves. It's not super high end like the logo, triple logo man, but it's pretty high end, right? It's uh, fairly wanna, high end, yeah. Yeah, you wanna let the audience in on it, uh, and why you guys made the trade. So me and Johnny, so we, we had that discussion, uh uh I guess which one would you rather have or was it a pick one? It was between the blue yeah. uh, refractor, which John actually had and I had the foil board. And they trade for uh, you know, similar similar value, but obviously 
uh, the pop count on the blue refractor is a lot higher. And I, we, we highlighted that, uh, there's a lot of, uh, people who like the blue refractor because, uh, mm-hmm. it's the true, it's true color. Plus, mm-hmm. uh, there's enough where it's, it's liquid enough where you could, you could, uh, uh, find sales constantly. Um, so it keeps its value as opposed to the foil board, which is a lower pop. And, uh, there's not as many sales because obviously, uh, it's a pop 11. So it's hard to find comps. So it's going to be a lot tougher to, to liquidate. Right. So mm-hmm. where I offered, uh, John was I had the foil board and I was actually going to sell it because I picked up two absolutely big, uh, Tatis, uh, paper, which the Independence Day 10 and the Father's Day Blue 10. So that was one of the moves that I wanted to make and kind of maybe cash out on the foil board. You know, I I was really early on on the foil board. So uh, I know we we had the discussion. John was, you know, 50-50 with what he should do. So I just threw it, hey, I'm going to sell the foil board. But I'd rather honestly give it to John at that point. Um, just for a long-term hold. So I thought the trade worked in both of our favors because I'm uh, selling the blue uh, now and he's uh, basically just going to take the foil board. Right. Nice. Yeah. I I mean, let's be honest. I got pretty lucky. I think Hyung and I are both in agreement. If you're, if you're holding long-term, foil board is the one that has the bigger potential. And to be honest, actually, I look back at the pricing because uh, I've been wanting this foil board foil board card i have such a hard time saying it foil (laughs) board card for a long time um the pricing actually at its peak it it's higher than the blue refractor and i think that is due to the pop report right there was one time where the pricing came down because 2100 yes somebody but that that was a bad sale somebody had listed it on pw you know when pwcc left up uh ebay and they started doing their sunday weekly auction it was the initial right. launch. So this was that first Sunday and I was watching Ooh. that card and yeah. I was actually trying to bid on it. But remember how that first Sunday their servers no were crashing. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even I couldn't even bid on the card. So it ended up selling for 2100. So that ended up being a public sale that mm-hmm. brought down the latest comp, right? Um so really I think to in both of our get estimation estimations we both think the foil board is the bigger potential long term. Um, but again, I think I got lucky here because Hyung is looking to liquidate. He's got to move some cash for some other projects. And, uh, you know, it was sort of like a win-win situation. So worked out really well. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I remember cool. John traded his, like, s- probably 70 base cards for that. Yeah. <laughs> that that <he's> yeah. Playing, <laughs> right? And, you know, what? It, me too. I, you know, I, I, I was, was super early in on it. So for me, it's like a, it's a win-win regardless because right. profit, a profit's a profit. Yeah. So I, I've done well regardless, um, and I'm sure John John's going to do well with it as well in the in the future. So I think it was uh, mutual. It was good, and it was a real life. I guess um, pick one, pick or one v yeah, one. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> nice. Those are the best trades when it's always a win win kind Absolutely. of situation, right? For sure. Nice. All right. Uh, yeah. Good trades are always fun. Uh, you know, I'm hoping to make some big trades too at the upcoming sports card expo here in toronto if you believe it if you can believe it, it's three weeks away uh at this time of recording so yeah we'll see what happens all right so today since we are recording just a few days before this friday episode airs we can talk about something maybe a little more timely like the nba and nhl playoffs but 
more specifically, I want to ask, are there any players that have played or are still playing in the playoffs that either cemented for you as someone you're targeting in the hobby based on how they've performed? Or maybe conversely, you don't know if that player's sports card is a good investment anymore just because they were just uh, awful or or no-shows. So yeah, maybe we can start with basketball, um, with the teams that have played in the NBA playoffs. Any players come to mind for you guys? I mean, after you know, Jokic was named, I guess, uh, back-to-back MVP, back back to back MVP. I think he's. There has to be a point where he, you know, people are zoning in on him and realizing, you know, mm-hmm. you know what what he's accomplished, and he still has a lot of years left, right? So, uh, <clears throat> so I think. There's there's guys like that, but like backtracking, you know, we we talk about how the market's soft right now, and you know, my initial gut with everything, and we talked about this, is sticking with goat type players, because right. um, I mean, when you start thinking that the market is gonna it's gonna create, and all these players will add value now to the card market, I don't think we're seeing that. And matter of fact, we're seeing the opposite. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm gonna go with like kind of like. You know, they guys that have to solidify, um, you know, their careers, right? So you you look mm-hmm. at, and then you look at like even vintage. Uh, vintage is still on an upward trend. It, it really hasn't hit any, <clears throat> I guess, downfalls. Right. So I think you, what you're seeing is like a huge correction, like we always talk about. So like for me, I think like the even in the NHL, guys like Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid. Those guys that kind of have that conversation and goat type players, I think they're great to kind of, you know, zone in on and kind of see what, uh, just start looking at prices because I think there's obviously going to be a playoff bump for some of these guys and you don't right. really want to, you know, when they're golfing, when they're out golfing in the off season, you know, that's probably when you want to, you know, make your purchases, right? So, sure. yeah, that's my kind of, I guess, take on okay. that. Yeah. You're going to NHL too, John, since... uh Young opened the door already for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm gonna actually go back uh, quickly to NBA. Uh, you okay. guys, you guys know my take on playoff purchases. I am not all. I am not about the playoff purchases. This is the time to sell if you can. But in terms of NBA, I'm still, I'm still. On, you guys know me. Like I'm still on Luca. You know, I think mm-hmm. uh, Jason Tatum is another one. Like I think people just kind of forget that Jason Tatum is one of the top ten premier young players in the league, yeah. and he's kind of reminding everybody. Anyone who bought him super cheap a couple of months ago, including you, Clark, good on you guys because you guys are profiting mm-hmm. from all these people who have been sleeping. But I think Luca is is still that guy. And I think, you know, when you watch some of the talking heads talk about playoffs and you see you see it for Luca a lot, when you watch the game, some people start to criticize him now, right? Like, hey, he he hogs the ball. He's he's in on way too many possessions. Look at how the how well they did when they he was injured. Like they were they were balling out. Look at the ball movement. They look like a better team, you know. And and some people were actually saying that about John Morant too, when he mm-hmm. he just got injured recently. You can see the way the the Grizzlies were playing. There was more ball movement. Uh, people were touching the ball. I think you know like the the rhythm seemed a lot better. Rather than people kind of standing around waiting for Ja to do something, and all of a yeah. sudden they get the ball and then they try to shoot it and they miss, right? Pat, it reminds me of the uh, uh, pass it to Will. Yeah, you know, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, Prince yeah. Of Valor. French Prince. Yeah. Pass it to Will. <laughs> What's the play? Pass it to Will. Sorry, go on. <laughs> but you know, like when when people criticize in that way, saying look at look at the way the ball movement, look at the way when the Luca doesn't play, look at the way when Ja doesn't play. 
Mm-hmm. You got to think about the other side. Coming from a, we're all Raptors fans, and good ball movement, teamwork is great. It's it's beautiful basketball to watch, but it can only get you so far, right? So as much as people think Dallas is better without Luca, no. For coming from a Raptors fan, that is not true, because yeah, if that ball movement sure. disappears, if if the team is out of rhythm, you're gonna need a stud to get baskets where there are no baskets to get. Right? That's the bottom line, and that's the problem teams like the Raptors have is they don't have a killer player that just right. give me the damn ball and I'm gonna put the ball in the basket. The only time we had that was Kawhi, and you know right. you know what happened, right? So I think <laughs> that that narrative you know like i, I think it's so messed up to talk and speak <laughs> right, in those right. narratives and lucas yeah. getting kind of hit on it jaws getting kind of hit on it and good for me good for anyone else who's trying to buy luca because his prices continue to kind of stay stale if mm-hmm. not kind of going down even though you know the series is tied up right so um i'm still about luca i think he's special i think you know i think Jokic special jaws special tatum special these are all guys that have been sort of hobby darlings right so i don't think you know like hyung was saying kind of going after go type players um yeah i think that definitely that's that's the move yeah I, you know i'm not gonna add on to that like you see during the playoffs the stud players are doing their thing right, right like right, yeah. they're the ones carrying their team um despite the increased and improved ball movement like you were just talking about john right. like when it comes to the final shot, you still want that stud player to take that shot, you know? So, sure. so yeah, you guys already mentioned Jason Tatum. I was pretty early on him um, during this uh, earlier this season. Uh, Luca, you know, you know, I've already bought a silver prism um, and those guys, they're young still, right? Like, right. I, you know, and you know, if you listen to the, to the pundits, um, the ones that really watch basketball, they, they say they still have a lot to improve, whether it's their defense, whether it's some other skill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, well, you know, will it take time to get there? Maybe another year or two. And then just imagine what they can do then when they have another like skill set to add to their already, you know, high floor. Right. right. So so like Tatum and Lucas, those those two guys, I'm super bullish on. Um, the only thing I'm kind of concerned is like Jam Morant. Like we talked about this before, like he just goes all in and then he hurts himself doing that like he's i think the latest news today was that he might not return to the playoffs he has a bone bruise like you know come on john unfortunate yeah (laughs) yeah like uh it's it's exciting to watch that kid play like i love jammer you know and almost like fomoed in i'm like oh damn i want to buy one right now (laughs) you know like at its peak yeah i i I think his prices are super high like you know i think it'll go down i mean i think you need to learn you you need to learn the lessons from luca you You know you need to learn the lessons from the market for especially the basketball market right so yeah Yeah. i think he's special so yeah i'm gonna wait till the off season to maybe scoop one up if the prices go down a lot um especially with golden state looking like by the time this airs Memphis will probably be out of the playoffs. Um, but um, I didn't hear you guys say Giannis. I know, like, John, you weren't high on Giannis in Giannis. previous episodes, and then he won the championship. Are you still off of Giannis? You had no respect for him? <laughs> no, Come I, on, man. No, I do. I'm not, you know, like, uh, as much as I, I kind of stayed away from I'm not a hater of Giannis. Let's, let's, okay. be, <laughs> let's be clear. I might be a hater of LeBron, but not with Giannis. <laughs> um, I think he definitely deserves more respect. I, I haven't paid attention to his card 
movement. I don't know if they've been going up or down. Flat. If it's flat. pretty, you know, if it's pretty flat, I think Giannis is another uh, kind of Luca territory buy. Um, mm. It's a great time to to purchase it or wait till the off season. Who knows? Um, but yeah, we'll yeah. we'll see. But I think I, I you can't go wrong. I think it's completely fine to spend some money in Giannis. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all in on Giannis. I'm the, I, you know if there's a top three cards I'm looking at next, he's he's in that list before before it goes up. Like I, mean, I don't want to even imagine if Milwaukee goes back to back this this season. Then maybe that's what what, what it'll take for Giannis cards to go to the moon. But right. we'll see. I, I, I will say Embiid's cards are way too cheap, and he's way too good of a player. I know like. He, like a lot of people think he's soft, but <laughs> like he, I think his cards are way too cheap from what he's accomplished. I, he's still young. He still has a lot to play. He was injured his first two seasons, so that kind of hurts him. But like he, like he led the league in scoring, you know, and yeah. you know he gave uh, Jokic a, a good run for MVP. I thought you know there's arguments on both sides, but his prices are like a fraction of mm-hmm. you know uh, some of the comparables right and comparables uh you know being you know i guess Giannis and Jokic, right so yeah he's the cheapest out of all three so i think he, he there's some value there in the off season too especially in the earlier years of prism where they didn't you know pump the print runs up right, <laughs> right. so i can't i can't you know i can't quite put my finger on it but there's just something about Giannis, and i'm sure a lot of people would agree with agree with me i'm oh, sorry Giannis with Embiid. um mm-hmm. He's he's not really that likable, you know what I'm saying? Like Jokic, he's a big guy. He's kind of likable. You see some of his personality and character kind of come out. Yeah, he complains a lot, you know, when things get heated or whatnot. And Giannis, the same thing. Like I think he's a very likable personality. But sure. Embiid, I don't know. I feel like Embiid might rub people the wrong way. He's not necessarily like a a, a super likable kind of character or personality within when the within the NBA. And on top of on top of that, he's a big man. So I feel like that might have something to do with people not kind of like jumping on board or going all in, because I don't really think Embiid is kind of anybody's favorite player in the NBA, right? So that unless has you're a Sixers fan, right? Unless you're a Sixers fan, true. So that kind of probably has a lot to do with it because everybody has a budget, everybody has priorities, and Embiid, to be honest, is probably not even on the list for many people. In terms of any type of priority, right? So, yeah, I think that I think show that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think I, something about his likability or lack thereof. I think that definitely kind of hurts. But you value. think like ten years from now, people are gonna be like talking about his personality? No, like, I forgot. No, exactly. Yeah, and that's the thing. This it's is like, the whole like Carmelo Anthony Swan song thing, right? Like eventually, right. when he's that Hall of Famer, that big time, you know, he has all the credentials for sure. At that point, people are gonna give him his due respect, but. Right, so it not, yeah. might not be a bad move to kind of like buy cheap, lock it in a safe. Sure. Who cares about the price, right? Right, like, right. You know, what especially I mean? if we're talking like one of the top percentile cards of Embiid, like a RPA or something bigger, right? Like something really, right. really rare. Yeah, no, I could see, like, I could agree that there's tremendous value in Embiid right now, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. Like his injury past, um, mm. you know, even now he seems to get these freak accidents uh, with his latest concussion and you know right. like I, that's going to impact his play so who knows right but um, you know I think for Embiid best case scenario for him in my opinion is like Charles Barkley 
You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. maybe he won't win a chip, but Barkley's a well-respected uh, basketball player. Right. Um, even even now, and his rookie cards have really good value too, right? So, so yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, uh, any couple of NHL picks from you, John? I know uh, Hyung mentioned Matthews and McDavid going after the goats. Um, you know, there's. I wanted to say Kale McCarr. Like as of this recording, he's leading the NHL playoffs with 10 points that mm-hmm. could change by the time this airs, but he's playing for a hot team. And I think the avalanche is um, the favorite to go all the way. Right. And, right. but he's a defenseman, right? So I don't know. He, You're the he, hockey guy. He is a big time sell for me. Big time. Okay. <laughs> Just looking at his prices, knowing that he's a D man, he is probably the only D man that is carrying like relative ho- hobby values and high mm. at that. I, you know, I think his future watch auto or is it Future Watch? I don't know. I'm looking at prices. I was like, oh my goodness, I can't. He believe- has like a retro, retro Future Watch auto. I yeah, think. like I mean, they're in the. It's in the thousand, like maybe three thousand or something ridiculous. Right. Um, he. So I would trap. Yeah, I would say no, no, no. I mean, okay, let's be honest. The kid is special. He's got all the talent in the world. He's looking like the next Eric Carlson. Um, but I don't know. You know, it's. I don't think the hobby is going to keep up with Demon that strong. Right. Like. In terms of like values in the thousands, so I'd be yeah. very, very careful if you had it. Well, I yeah, think it's a point, great look, time. Look, yeah. To your point, look at Carlson's value, right? Eric Carlson's value. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. But anyone, I, anyone else? Yeah, I got a couple. I mean, one, one I'm kind of giving away for a future segment that we're gonna do. But Kucherov is definitely a big one for me. Okay. Um, I would put Kucherov on the list. I would put Panarin. I still am a firm believer in. His uh, special ability and that he's a, like a very underrated superstar. And then the um, the Calgary, I know they play for Calgary, but Goudreau and Kachuk, I think they're, okay. you know, you can get their future watch autos for under 500 bucks. You know, I think yeah. I think that's great value for for two guys that are putting up 100 point seasons. And that's that's pretty, pretty nice to me. I love Panarin too, but like it looks like they're going to be out of the playoffs, right? Yeah, that's Crosby's so, going to put them away. Yeah, our boy Crosby. <laughs> right. And that's um, what uh, worries me about like guys like Panarin. Like, I, I sold a, a Young Guns PSA 10 oh, today for got, like 150, it's got, it's 150 it's bucks. It's sold down. It's but crazy. You, 150. You, wow. Yeah, so you, you see a guy like that's been in the league that has proven that he's a star, right? right? And this is that mid that mid lull that we talk about that. Right. This is why, you know, I can't, like, third, fourth year players, you see the trend in, like, Trey Youngs and, you know, other, you know, stars that have to kind of prove that six, seven, eight, nine year season until, you know, prices start actually coming back into play, right? Right. So that's what really concerns me about even, like, hockey. And that's why I say, you know what, the safe bet is the GOATs. It's it's a higher buy-in, but it's, uh, it's tough because those are the ones – that tank first, right? Like guys mm-hmm. that are kind of like the mid tier, I'd say B type all stars, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that's really tempting about hockey cards, though, is those some of these hot rookies or young players so cheap. Yeah, they like, are. Cheap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like even Mitch Marner, mm-hmm. like his prices are getting up there, but he's an Austin Matthews shadow, you know, and Big I think time. that's part of why. His cards are down, but like 
any Leafs fan will will say like he's got incredible talent and you know next season he could take another step up he could he could score 100 points and that that could totally change easily totally change prices too right so so there's that's that's one guy and um Kirill Kaprizov I just think he's such an underrated guy he won rookie of the year last year right right and he's still putting up numbers and I don't know if it's because he plays for the wild he's he's a little older too though right I think so he's a little I think older. He's, yeah, he's a little older. He's from Russia, so fifth round sure. pick under the radar. He he for, he scored forty. He's he's been a goal scorer his whole life. He scored forty seven goals he's this sick, year. Though. Yeah, hundred and eight point. I don't know. Some over a hundred points for sure. Uh, I think he's yeah. a big time buy. You know, with hockey, like kind of going back to Panarin, um, the hockey market is still very very suppressed and it's very low. And yeah. again, people are only collecting Crosby. McDavid, Ovechkin, and now Matthews. But I think as new sets start to come out, because we're seeing the a little bit of the hype in like Series 1 and stuff, let's wait to see what happens when SB Authentic comes out and people start chasing mm. Kaprizov, uh, Future Watch Autos, right? Man, that product is like, I think it's like 18 months behind. It's so late. Like it's, I know. Yeah, Kaprizov so is not even out and he's from last year, right? I know. Like, yeah. We still have to wait another 18 months for like the, the Zegras SB Authentic future watch right <laughs> so i think when, i was looking yeah go, well sorry, i was, go I was gonna say to that point i was looking for kaprizov's sp future watch autos i'm like why not is yet. it coming up on any ebay search yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not, not out yet it's not even out yet it's insane that's why the the they have their uh those retros they're like two years three years like you know um late right right, right. that's uh that's kale mccars too like his his came out 2019 right so yeah. it's okay. like two three so years behind. after right so it's kind of I guess that's what happened with Jack Eichel, but I guess Eichel was like had signability issues or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he like, signed with the Leafs. Like, there, was, there was some issues with the contracts. Right, right. Okay. But anyways, I think hockey, you know, you can make maybe make a small bet that once the, the chase of Future Watch comes out, because really mm-hmm. Future Watch has really blown up into the limelight in the last like 12 months. And in the last right. 12 months, there have been no products to rip for Future Watch. So and, I think... Right. This this build up to rip future watch is gonna start coming, and I think Zegras, these guys, Kaprizov, like they're gonna be super collectible and they're gonna be very very sought after and hyped. But I think that might bring hockey into the limelight, and I think at that point, if people are really into it, they might start to think, "Oh, let me take a look at some other hockey players." Go back, right? And right. go back, and then realize, yeah. "Oh my goodness, like Panarin, uh, you know, Goudreau." Um, Jonathan Huberdeau, like these guys are so cheap compared to like you know where they right. are in the in the rankings, right? So there might be an opportunity in the next uh, one or two years where hockey starts to make a bit of a run up. So Panarin, a guy like Panarin, I don't think is like a buy right now because you're gonna flip it in six months. I think you're kind of betting on hockey going mm-hmm. up, and if you believe that hockey as a segment is gonna go up within the sports card world, um, yeah, you start better building that you know you, you should start building that collection i think i, I think that's what yeah. i'm going to start doing man I'm, i've been slowly really um, that hockey collection slowly eh? building hockey, while yeah. it's cheap yeah. yeah i like that i like that analysis you, you know i the, the problem i have with hockey and i i realize even like high-end hockey like if so you got 
you, you don't have too many parallels, right? So that's the first right. first Operatic issue you range. have. So you yeah. either have young guns, right, which everybody goes after. It's kind of boring. But then you have your foils and, you know, your clear cuts that are super overpriced in my opinion. Like it's like right. there's, there's no mm-hmm. in-between gap. So that's where kind of like – the SP authentic auto is like such a good value because right. it's like way cheaper than, you know, young guns parallels, right? Because on superstars, like young guns parallels are like out of budget for yeah. most people, right? Super it's hard ridiculous. to hit. All Super of that, hard all to of hit. It, uh, yeah. And so there's really no options, right? So that's why the, like, even then there's no SP authentic, but you know, there's no options to buy. Right. right? right. So, so that's the only issue I find with hockey, just being a, like me being a fan of parallels. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want no base. I don't want the young guns. Uh, really. I want, I want a numbered card and that's my kind of like go-to always like we talked about. Right. So hopefully, you know, upper deck and SP, you know, do better jobs with, uh, you know, making it more fun, like we said. You know, creating yeah, come on, uh, more deck. of a let's get on let's it. go yeah. chrome. <laughs> chrome. Yeah. Upper deck needs chrome, man. Seriously. No. All right. Yeah. No. You know what? It's it's this is a fun discussion because you know it's playoff time and as sports fans, you know, it's exciting just to watch the teams play at a. You know, this is when the teams really try, right? Like the the inside joke right. is, no one tries in the regular season for basketball, especially, <laughs> and everyone just, you know, just like goes all out during the playoffs. And and I think as a, you know, I, I agree with you, John. Like probably not the best time to buy on some of these players that are really doing well during the playoffs, where they're just in the spotlight all the time. But um, for a lot of these guys, you know, you can see if they're the real deal or not, right? right. Like when the pressure's on them. And then, you know, wait for the offseason and see if their prices go down and you have that stronger conviction in that player. Yeah, I think it's a, it becomes an easier buy when the when the prices drop and then, you know, just go all in or invest in those players. Right. All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks uh, for everyone listening to this Friday episode. We appreciate every one of you. If you haven't subscribed, you can uh, do so uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. We appreciate five stars if you enjoyed the show. And uh, well, yeah, we'll see you again on Tuesday. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Cards to the Moon. We'd really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can also connect with each of us on Instagram at 5cardguys, or you can follow Hyung at Integrity Sports Cards, or John at Trade You at Recess. You can also check us out at 5cardguys.com. Thanks again, and hope to connect soon.